0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Full Life Conversations podcast. This is episode one. I am the producer as well as your host, Nathan Venegas. I'm joined by pastor of missions at Asbury Church, Chris Aletson, director of college ministry and teaching pastor, Garrett Howell, and also joined by special guest, college student, Callie Scroggins. Really quickly, we began a new teaching series called The Road of Awakening co-written by Krissa and Garrett as part of our mobile worship service. And this is a conversation which takes us deeper into what Callie and Krissa shared about Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. And this is from Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. While this podcast is designed to stand on its own, if you haven't heard that message and would like a little more context, you can always find that on the We Are Asbury app which you can download at the App Store or Google Play. Thanks again for joining us. Our hope is that this conversation inspires more conversation between you and those in your circle. So let's get started. Here's Krissa, Garrett, and Callie. Hey guys. Hey! Hey. Glad to be here. (laughs) Callie, Krissa, and Garrett are here. um, And this is the first official episode of Full Life Conversations. Wow. Thank you guys so nice. much for joining us today. We're, um, we've been dreaming about this podcast for quite a while. And um, as we were talking earlier, it seems like the timing of this is right mm-hmm. yeah. uh, for this. And so um, I shared a little bit of uh, our story about mobile worship at Asbury and how it all started and just kind of where, where it has come and where we are today. And so uh, I shared that in episode zero. So if you, um, if you haven't heard that yet, go back and listen to that. Um, but today we are going to be covering the first part of the series that we are calling The Road of Awakening. And Krissa and Callie shared some on the mobile worship uh, service. And if you wanna go back and listen to that, you can do that on the We Are Asbury app, which you can download at the App Store or Google Play. So, uh, But Krissa and Callie, would you just take a minute, tell us a little bit about yourselves and just so tell us who you are.
1: Yeah, so my name's Callie. I just uh, got back, I'm a freshman at Ole Miss, so I'm not here most of the time, but Mm. I've grown up here, I've been uh, at Asbury for a while now, pretty much since middle school, so this is definitely home. Um, and yeah, so I'm I'm a freshman at, at college. I'm loving it. Uh, hotty toddy. <laughs> I know y'all used to use some more eagle, real tight action. Um War that's eagle. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here with y'all.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm Chris. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, serve as pastor of missions and then co-pastor our Harvest campus. I've been here about seven years. My husband and I love being in ministry together. He's over our Celebrate Recovery ministries here and also contemporary worship at Harvest. And so um, I just love uh, being a part of a church that is so kingdom focused mm-hmm. and yeah. so much of the work that we do uh, day in and day out is unto something much bigger than us. And that's always way more exciting to me. So I'm, I'm glad to be a part of what God's doing here. Glad to be a part of this conversation too.
0: So also we have Garrett Howell, one of our teaching pastors. So uh, Garrett, and you and Krissa co-wrote The Road of Awakening. Yep. So okay. it's great to have you here as well. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Yeah. Uh, so this coming February 3rd, I'll have been at Asbury for three years. All
0: right. Uh, I
3: serve as teaching pastor and college ministry director. Um, I moved here from Indiana a couple of years ago. I met our lead pastor, Tommy Gray, at a conference and just really connected with his vision. And it has been just a total privilege to see God doing a new thing at Asbury. Awesome.
0: One of the things that I wanted to ask though, um, as we get started, because this podcast is about real life with each other, full mm-hmm. life with God and kingdom life on mission. Let's talk about what's real right now in your mm-hmm. life. So Callie and it, you know, you can go as deep as you want. I mean, you can sh- stay on the shallow end if you, if you want to, it's all good.
1: <laughs> yeah. So right now I'm home on break. I'm here for like six weeks. Um, and I mean, I really loved being at school and so I've met just the the best people there so uh, I was really honestly nervous about coming back home a little bit just because Mm. I just had um, the sweetest semester the Lord was really Mm. good there Uh, but he has been very kind since I've been home I've gotten to spend a lot of time with people that I love um, and I've really been enjoying uh, just being home for a little while I feel like he Jesus was really gentle with me this semester in Oxford i um, just walking through personally, I've been reading through Ezekiel. So that's been uh, just kind of what's been stirring in my heart for a little while. So, um, yeah, just uh, just he's kind of teaching me, you know, he's king, um, but he is just really kind. So, yeah, that's kind of what's real with me. That's awesome. Lately.
2: Awesome. Yeah. 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 I'd say for me, um, this is such a special time of the year in so many ways Uh, From a ministry standpoint, it can honestly feel a bit like sprinting a marathon. And so part of what I have felt over the last several months is just really in my own personal walk with Jesus is the Lord inviting me to to live very open handed. Um, My tendency is to kind of like grasp and and hold on to. But I feel like there's so much I miss uh, when I do that because I may not be grasping on to the things that the Lord would would have me grasp onto, so it's just this constant invitation to remain open handed, and so as I've walked out this season of you know Advent and Christmas and and all of the things, um, I have I just really tried to remain open handed. Um, I really want to experience the Lord's presence uh, in the moment and not just go through all of the motions of what it means to be a part of a church and what it means to pastor. All of those things are so beautiful and dear to me. But in the midst of that, I don't want to miss, you know, the presence of the Lord, uh, in this, in this season. And certainly as we kick off, uh, the new year and this, you know, what is before us, which is
0: really exciting to me. So, yeah, that's good. I think, um, for me, what's real besides Bucky's being five minutes (laughs) from my house, um, uh, I, I mean, it's it's literally like dis- going to Disney World for me. I don't know, and I, every time I walk in there, I'm like, I cannot believe this place is here, um, and, and that I, I'm 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 here. You know, it's it's just weird, but but also, um, this this is probably I don't know how I'm, this is probably the busiest I've ever been at a Christmas season, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's all good. I mean, we're starting this podcast. It's 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 great. I mean, timing is is right. Yeah, you know but it's also uh, a a bit difficult, you know, but that's just, you know, that's just real Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Callie, take us, if you will, a little deeper in what God is saying to us through this passage. Jesus is in the wilderness and it says Satan tempts him three times and he responds by quoting scripture. So tell us more.
1: Yeah. So thinking about Jesus being tempted is something that Kind of makes me take a step back for a minute because it's like, is this, is this even right to say that fully God, fully man, our Messiah, our Savior was actually tempted? Um, and I think it's really clear. I mean, we, we even took a second to look at the, the word, the exact words being translated here, and it is clear that it is true. Jesus was tempted. Um, and we talked, you know, we talk about reading a little further in the, the New Testament about having a, a high priest who sympathizes with us um, and who was uh, in every way. He was fully human. He was 100 percent human while he was 100 percent God. And if we look at the ways that he was tempted, the things that um, the enemy used to tempt him, uh, I think what's really interesting is they're not necessarily all bad things. Like he was hungry. That's mm-hmm. that's not wrong. It's not inherently wrong to be hungry. Mm-hmm. We're all hungry, like all the time, every day. We're hungry. Um, to for him to receive glory and authority was right, because that's that's yeah. part of what mm-hmm. happened in his time on earth. You know he talks about like God has given me the authority. You know that's something that Jesus said. So for for him to want some of these things, it isn't wrong for him to desire uh, to show himself fully, uh, to his people as Christ to, to convincingly prove to them that, that he was who he said he was, that wasn't wrong. I mean, that, that, that isn't necessarily something that's wrong because that was part of what God's plan was for him during his life here on earth was to convincingly, uh, you know, he did miracles. He did, he did miracles. Um, he, he spoke, he, he affirmed uh, truth about himself, but if he had chosen to achieve that end, those ends through these means, mm-hmm. not in the Lord's timing, that would have been sinful. Mm-hmm. So for him to, to bow to the enemy, to mm-hmm. bow to Satan, to achieve glor- uh, glory and authority, that would have been sinful because mm-hmm. that, that was not the means that God had chosen wow. and, and had decided in advance for him to achieve those means. That was something that. that the Lord mm-hmm. was going to give him in the right timing. Yeah, All
0: that stuff was due him. So good, yeah. glory, you know. Right, because yeah. that, thats
1: not—it wasn't wrong for him to desire. And I think if we lay that over our lives, first of all, his temptations are our temptations. We desire to be satisfied when we want to mm-hmm. be satisfied. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the truth. When we're hungry, we want to eat. I stay snacking, y'all. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> Don't true. <get> me <laughs> I mean, Don't but get but me that's true. That's something that we want when we when we you know desire popularity or importance. It's, it's easy for us to, to choose the, the wrong means and the wrong timing mm-hmm. to achieve those things. Um, so his temptations are our temptations. But also what we see here uh, is the fact that some of these things that we desire, our, our heart's desires, we see in Scripture that the Lord knows them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and some of them... He may have for us later on in His timing, uh, but it would be wrong to try to achieve. Um, some, sometimes it's wrong to, to pursue our own um, means of achieving our desires. I mean, we see that in Scripture, I think, with Abraham and Sarah when they, when they wanted a child. They, they went Absolutely. about it the wrong way. That was something yeah. that God had planned for them intentionally. Mm-hmm. It was a good gift, and it was coming later on, but they took the wrong, uh, the wrong road to get there because they wanted it sooner. I I think that it's, it's hard to start a sermon saying, all right, we're talking about temptation today, because this, that sounds like a be better conversation Mm -hmm. sometimes. Like Mm -hmm. that's sometimes how we go. Christ overcame temptation. So you should too. And what is true is that we are not bound by um, temptation or sin any longer because Christ has gone to the cross Mm -hmm. and been resurrected. We know that, Uh, but this isn't, when we talk about uh, the temptation of Christ, it's it's a message of grace. And it's, mm. it's, it's a message of um, knowing that we have a fully human God who came and lived life on earth, experiencing things that we experienced. His temptations are our temptations, um, but something that is uh, just full of grace. That's a message of grace, I think. I think it's something that should be comforting, uh, that we are not bound to these things any longer. Uh, we're not bound to uh, desires that are sinful, um, but he has overcome them and, and mm-hmm. conquered them, but it's a message of grace. It is not a be better mm. yeah. Uh, idea. Yeah.
0: yeah. When I think too, uh, um, you know, when, when people think about temptation, t- the temptation isn't the sin, it's, it's succumbing to that temptation
1: right. Right.
0: and, and, and how Jesus handled it is so practical in terms of how we can handle it too. Now, he he handled it by quoting scripture. You know, he he knew the word. He was the word. Yeah. Right? And so, and we have the word at our at our disposal. You know, we have it right here. And we can learn it. We can sit in it. We can we can dwell on it. We can you know, meditate on the word. We can you know, if if we read it. Right? Mm-hmm. We got to read it. Yeah. Um, we can't just say, well, that's, you know, I don't have time for that. Well, when you, when you're faced with temptation, that is a very practical way to deal with it. Yeah. You know, be reminded of the word and quote, quote scripture, just like Jesus did. So I I think if, you know, I think sometimes we, we look at temptation and go, well, I don't know how to handle that. I don't know how to deal with that. You know, well, here's a practical way, just like Jesus did. You know that was awesome Kelly. I yes that was really yeah. good.
2: So one of the things that really um, stuck out to us as we were sitting with this passage in Luke 4 is that if you back up a bit uh, what has happened just prior to Jesus being led by the Spirit into the wilderness is that he has been baptized and he has received the Holy Spirit and the Lord God himself, has spoken over him who he is. So before anything that he did, he was clearly spoken over, this is who you are. And so I think that piece is really important as we think about what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. We have any number of voices, and not all of them bad, uh, vying for our attention, trying to tell us who we are. But if we are The disciples of jesus that we say and we want to walk this road of awakening we have to be really clear Uh, just as jesus went into this time of testing and temptation very clear on who he Mm -hmm. was um, i think we have to keep coming back to that and and that's not that's not a a one and done for us either i mean we have to continually go back to that um, because while we are fully human we are not (laughs) god Mm -hmm. and so for us we we see all these instances in scripture about how God's people are called to remember. I think that's because we're forgetful. And, and so this idea of how do we continue to return to our identity? uh, We look back at this, Jesus um, is baptized by John. Um, He receives the Holy Spirit. He receives this, this verbal audible, this is who you are. God, the father is saying, God, the son, this is who you are. And so that was that was how he walked into his time of testing too. That that constant, that constant remembering of that, and I think that's really important for us to remember. I think on the other end of this, um, we also see that, um, not to steal your thunder, Garrett, for the for the next conversation, but but in between the bookends, in between the temptation is Jesus being full of the Spirit, and then Jesus being full of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So there to me points to something that says that the spirit has an active role and yeah. it is being full of, not just being near to, like we need to be full of, this needs to be something we're cultivating in our lives, this this life with the spirit. Um, and, and then I think that gives us the power to do what we can't do on our own, the strength to do what we can't do on our own. And I think I love, um, we see this in, in this passage, Jesus is, is crystal clear even when he is weak uh, and hungry mm-hmm. and tired. Um, he is clear on his purpose and he, he never wavers from that. And Kelly, and just as you said, it, he could have, in the conversation already, he could have said, I mean, he, this was all due him. I think you said that, Nathan, but it wasn't time and he knew that. Yeah. And so I think there's something about him being clear on his identity, clear on his purpose. Um, and being full of the spirit, um, that, that is something that we need to take away. Um, and something too, we were talking about Callie. It's not like we get a, we get a, a text or some kind of notification that we're about to be tempted, right? Like, it's not like, okay, so let's prepare for this, you know, wouldn't that be great? Um, and certainly our temptations look different at different points in our lives, but we have to be ready. Like we have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, that means we have to be intentional and we have to be intentional over and over and over again. And think practical things like, you know, what does God's word speak into my situation? Mm-hmm. What, is, what does God's word say about who I am? Because the enemy always attacks at the point of our identity. So if we lose that, then we're already behind, yeah. so to speak. We've got to be clear on who God says we are um, and and not believe the false narratives of the world. Um, as as fine as some of those may be, it's just not who we are. Um, and so I think we have to keep going going back to that as well mm-hmm. when we think about what it means for us. And so I think there I think we see. Uh, he was, he was clear on who he was. And that means so much.
3: Yeah. It's interesting to me, Callie, earlier, you talked about Jesus being tempted with all things that were good, like they really, he deserved, but the sin and the temptation was him going about the good thing with a means in his own strength that wasn't okay. And you said, like, we are so tempted with the exact same thing. Like in our life, we're tempted with good things, but to go about them in our own strength. And when you were saying that, Callie, I kept thinking, so how do I know the difference? Mm. Like, how do I know when there's a good thing in my life, that it's a good gift from God and it's time to take it versus, no, I'm doing this out of Garrett's own strength. And I think, Krista, it connects to what you said. I will know when I'm filled with the spirit. Yeah, but I will know yeah. that he will teach me in that moment. He'll say, Garrett, this is not the right time. That's when it begins to feel forced and unnatural. But that's so what like this whole series is about is like equipping us, discipling us to be people that are walking full of the Spirit. So when temptation hits, we have that discernment to go, no, this is in my own strength. Yeah. Uh, this, this is not what Jesus would do if he was in this scenario. Yeah. Chris, I also think it's cool, just for what it's worth you saying, that going back to our identity, to be through temptation strong, you know, that's not just a one-time thing. You know, I'm looking at Jesus getting this affirmation from the Father in Luke, yeah. like chapter three, and later on in the Transfiguration. Yeah, Like in the middle of his ministry, God says the same phrase to him over. Yeah. So even Jesus had to be rebaptized into his identity. Mm, yeah. I mean, even Jesus had to yeah. be welcomed mm. back in by the Father after a season of doing ministry. How much more do I need that? Like, Absolutely. if he had to be brought back to his identity, oh my goodness, how much more do we all need to revisit and fresh yes. moments of, Garrett, you're my son, whom I love. I'm well-pleased yes. in you. Praise God for those moments. And I love doing ministry out of those moments. I know yeah. you guys do too. Yeah. That's just such a gift.
2: And I think too, that kind of hits at the this is not about behavior modification. This is not about doing better. Because if that's connected to our identity, then it comes out of who we are, not what we're trying to do to impress God or anybody else.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: And so that that is key. Yeah. I think. Um it's not it's not behavior modification. I've heard you say this. It's not a paint job a new paint job on a car. Mm-hmm. It's a new engine. Yep. yep. You know, and and I think that is that is so different, so vastly different, and I think part of what I have seen, and we all have, and I think in many ways we are reaping in the American Church the result of shallow discipleship. So we're reaping what we've sown, and I don't mean that as you know. No, you're
3: right. We have. Con- I mean, I don't mean that in a
2: in a bad way. I just mean that's the truth. Yep. Jesus said, "You can tell a tree by its fruit," yeah. and so if we have a lot of disciples who can't stand up to temptation when it comes or who are living in a way that looks really very much like the mm-hmm, world, mm-hmm. Um, then there's something there's something that we've missed. And so what does it mean to go deeper? What, yes. is, what does it look like to be deeply rooted? Uh, because then then they'll, then that will show that fruit will show up as well. And it's, and that to me is the difference between the, the identity piece and the, it's not behavior modification. It's not about just being a, a better version of me. Mm -hmm. Um, that's not what it's about. Like I've heard people say this before, like Jesus came to bring dead things back to life. Like Mm -hmm. that's what we're called to. And so I won't, I want that. Sign yeah. me up for yeah. that. Yeah. You know, I know what I'll do on my own, and so I know which way I'll go, mm. and I know the things I'll resort to that aren't based on my identity.
0: So not new year, new you.
2: No, right. no, right.
0: done yeah. with that. No. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, dead Chris
2: is now alive, Chrissa. Yeah.
0: You know, mm-hmm.
2: uh, I just and there's. There are so many things that are not inherently wrong, but that we can pick up and superimpose them onto our discipleship mm. journey. Mm. And I think that's why I've been so excited that we're spending all these months in Luke's gospel, yeah. just looking at how Jesus walked this life. You know, yeah. there's a there's a phrase um, called the dust of the rabbi, um, and it really was teachers in that day, the disciples wanted so to be like their rabbi, that they walked so close to them that they really wanted to, um, is this phrase that they would get the dust of their rabbi on them because they were walking that closely. And so it, it's a different time in a a, a different world, but I, I want that in my own life and I I mess it up all the time, (laughs) all the time. And I operate out of my own strength and power all the time. And, but it is a message of grace, Callie, like you said, uh, this is a message of grace and drawing us back. And I want to be close enough to Jesus that there's something about him that becomes recognizable mm-hmm. on me, not because Absolutely. of me, but that's because really of good. him, Absolutely. you know, like that's, that's my heart. That's my heart for myself and for, for all of us and, and really for the, for the church here in America and globally, that we would begin to look, we have spent so much time in close proximity in deep intimacy with Jesus, that there's something about us that people see and they could recognize it yeah. as the dust yeah, of our right. rabbi on us. Um, and I think, it's, I think that, that's where it goes from behavior modification to something deeper discipleship. It goes from information to transformation. Yeah. And that's what that's what I want. I know that's what we all want. I know that's the heart of our, our church and our leadership and so many other people um, that are having these conversations in different pockets that God is bringing us all together for this bigger conversation and what it means to be a part of that. I think it's just so, it's so affirming God's moving. We know it, but we're seeing these little bitty glimpses of it. These little pockets of it. It's encouraging to our faith. And oh my, like we get to be a part of it. Like that's just always mind blowing to me always and very humbling and encouraging.
0: We like to ask one specific question or another specific question. If you could drill down on, on one thing, what does full life look like to you in the context of temptation, how Jesus you know, handled temptation? What does full life look like with you, Callie?
1: Yeah, and I think especially if we're talking about just in the context of a deeper discipleship, um, of living a life that is um, a, a deeper life with the Lord, as a whole, than we've been living. Um, I think it's interesting uh, that uh, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, like we talked about, and then he came out of the wilderness full of the spirit. Um, just the the truth um, that we see Jesus walk through something hard here that we uh, that he didn't necessarily know was going to be just for forty days, or, you know these these temptations weren't necessarily just back to back. we We don't know that this was a Like a one day happening within his forty days of temptation in the wilderness, he may not have known when the next one was coming. uh, But that's something that he walked through. Um, I I just think that something that we can lift out about full life with the Lord um, is that we, if we want to live a life of deeper discipleship, it may be more costly Mm. um, than or more uncomfortable than we're willing uh, than than we have been uh, willing to to deal with. My grandfather is a tomato gardener. He has a couple tomato plants out on the side of his house, um, and my grandmother always laughs and says, "Those are more expensive tomatoes. You know, those are probably twenty dollars a pound tomatoes that he has. Grow- we have growing on the side of our house because um, my grandfather." goes and spends hours tending these plants. He, he fertilizes them with all this special stuff. He has to spend um, time on his knees. He gets sore from being out there. Um, but everybody knows that a homegrown tomato is better than one that you're going to buy in a grocery store in one of the little bags of netting that you're going to have. So if we're talking about what full life, um, kingdom life, life with Jesus looks like, um, we may it may be uh, good for us to experience hard things. It may mm-hmm. be good for us to have to be in a place of mm-hmm. desperation yeah. and needing yeah. uh, the Lord. And I don't think that we're honestly too far off from that. If we're honest with ourselves, most of us are have deep needs that all, all the time that we aren't maybe we aren't as vocal about. Um, but just to come to this place where we uh, need the Lord um, and we recognize that we need the Lord, um, I think that's 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 the heart of what we want is to be uh, full of the spirit. Um, And he, he blesses us with the spirit, especially when we, we recognize our own need and ask him for
0: it. I love that. It's okay to be in a place of desperation. It's okay to be uh, in a place of, of misery even sometimes, you know, if it means full life, you know, if it means real, uh, real life in community, if it means, you know, real life with Jesus. Yeah. You know,
1: real life with Jesus is not necessarily going to be easy. What's,
0: what is, what is comfortable about being dusty? Yeah. When I get dust on myself, it's, I'm so quick to like, Oh, uh, I got to get this off of me. Yeah. yeah. But man, what a, what a different way to look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys um, so much for all the time that you, you spent on this and for, uh, for taking us deeper, into this conversation, and and our hope is that it would help others go deeper with other with the people in their circles. That's right. Um, to have deeper conversations about this very thing as well. So, God bless you guys. Thank you so much. This has been great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We'll see much. you next time. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for this first episode of Full Life Conversations. And we'll continue to drop these episodes each week after the sermon to which each episode corresponds. And remember, you can join us for mobile worship each Sunday at 9 a.m. You can find that at our website. We are asbury.com. And click the mobile worship button. Come on and join us. We're right there in the chat. And if you need someone to pray with you, we are available to pray with you in a separate chat space. Again, that's at that live nine o'clock time, or you can submit a prayer request anytime at weareasbury.com prayer. Or if you'd like to support our ministry financially, you can do so at weareasbury.com give. And again, you can also do all of these things through the We Are Asbury app, which you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Lastly, we want to hear from you. How is this podcast, what you've been hearing, impacting your life? And if you would like to write a quick review, we would so much appreciate it and give us a a rating. uh, That'll also help grow our reach. Thank you again for being a part of this journey with us as we live real life with each other, full life with God and kingdom life on mission. Be blessed and have a great day as you awaken to the full life God has for you. See you next time.